Hello, and welcome to Geek Between the Lines, the podcast where we normally explore compelling themes in some of our favorite geeky properties. I'm Chris. And I'm Brittany. And this week we are having another of our sorting chats, where we will... Probably the last of our sorting chats. Yeah, at, at least, least for, for the while. foreseeable future. So yeah, this will be a, a time when we take characters from other media and sort them into Hogwarts houses. Mm-hmm. And today we will be discussing some of the characters from Mockingjay. Yeah, we've done The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, and Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And so this is the last Hunger Games book to date, Suzanne Collins. Yeah, fingers crossed. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That we haven't sorted characters from yet. Yeah, so we've got a, a handful of characters that we wanted to talk about where they might fit. Um, but let's start with Primrose Everdeen. Yeah, we saved Prim. Obviously, she's in all of the books, but we saved her until now because I think we get to see a lot more about her in, yeah. in this last book. And I think that she might be a Ravenclaw because when they retrieve Peta and Johanna and Annie from the capital and they realize what has happened to Peta. She is like, well, you'll be able to reverse it, right? And she works with them um, and she's trying to problem solve automatically. Um, And I mean, also the fact that she's interested in learning about medicine from such an early age. Yeah. Those kind of set off some blue flags. I can definitely see that, you know, the fact that she seems to excel both in the informal setting of just learning from her mom Mm -hmm. and in the formal setting of District 13 and the the classes and things that they have, very, very regimented schedules. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. I think that she's got some Gryffindor. The fact that she is willing to be a medic and go out and try to administer to people in war zones at a young age Mm -hmm. um and and katniss she is someone who talks about how she can't really stand blood and and the the difficult things that you have to do when you're helping people in a medical sense um and prim doesn't have those problems so i think there's some bravery there Mm -hmm. but uh i could definitely see that as being secondary to those elements of ravenclaw that you mentioned yeah i feel like i don't know if this would be hufflepuff or it's just like a hufflepuff stereotype she's very to animals like very doesn't matter what they look like doesn't matter Mm. what condition they're in i don't know she she went back for buttercup during the the bombing which kind of to me communicates loyalty Mm -hmm. um so yeah but but you're not loyal and you definitely go back for your cat (laughs) would i though (laughs) like it depends how far up the cat was to be clear, I would hate myself for not going, but I also don't know that I would go. <laughs> <laughs> I would go for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would rather go than have you go. <laughs> Again, I'm not that attached to my life. <laughs> We've discussed this. <laughs> well, why don't we talk about coin? Yes, coin. What do you think? President Coin is... Slytherin. <laughs> she does seem quite ambitious. Mm-hmm. And resourceful. And resourceful. Um, I think that first off, she sees 
Katniss as a resource, as a tool. <laughs> um, That's and true. when Katniss gives her requirements that she needs before she will be the Mockingjay, Coin also, you know, goes through with it, but also is like puts in her own stipulations in public that give her some control or power uh, over the situation instead of just giving Katniss everything. So, yeah, I, I think there's there's a lot of that there. Very cunning. I don't know about very cunning. I don't know that she actually fools a lot of people. She doesn't put on a different kind of facade to get more people to trust her or want to be loyal to her or anything like that. That's true, but I think that she, she I guess, doesn't have put on the facade of being charismatic, but she puts on the facade of being true to the cause and loyal to people like Katniss when she's also sending Peta in, not because she thinks he's going to be helpful, because she thinks he's going to kill Katniss. That's <laughs> true. I think that's cunning. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> But when you were talking about seeing Katniss as a resource, it just came to my mind. The worst person to play a resource management game with. (laughs) Coin. Yeah. Like playing Puerto Rico or Agricola or something. She'd be really angry, potentially, if she didn't win. I mean, let's be real. She would be angry. (laughs) Um, Is that what we should do next? Sorting characters into their board game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> although she would probably more be like chess or something <laughs> it's like cold calculated but yes uh, it just makes me want to play more board games so it's probably not talking. good for me yeah <laughs> okay who's our next character uh box i would not say he's a hufflepuff Mm-mm. because he's like you shouldn't trust them yeah <laughs> So it doesn't have any loyalty to Coin or other people. Yeah. He kind of speaks Gryffindor to me. I don't know. Hmm. He did take a stance on her being super made up. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that his wanting to go with Katniss, wanting to give her the cuff so that she can continue her mission, is showing that he's not just doing what he's told, he is doing what he thinks is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I wouldn't really expect from someone that high in ranking. Typically, you get that high by following the rules. It's true. But it's not exactly like you join voluntarily. It's like you live in District 13 I mean, that's and true. therefore. But I'm guessing you could probably go on it. Like, you, you could be militia or you could be one of the other essential functions that 13 is needed for, so... Yeah, potentially. Who knows? Yeah, it would also be interesting to actually now contradicting what I first said, see him as a Hufflepuff, not in like the loyalty way, but in like the fair play Mm. way, being like things are stacked against Katniss and Mm. she doesn't have the same information that other people have and it could kill her. Yeah, I could see that. And I mean, if even if he's not loyal to coin, I think that he's loyal to 13. Yeah, I mean, enough to not desert, I guess, Yeah, which would be my favorite thing to do. (laughs) (laughs) You do love dessert. (laughs) Yes. Okay, well, what about Cressida? 
I mean, there's got to be some amount of Gryffindor, right, to leave the capital when you have skills. You could probably have money and fame that you could amass based off of cinematography, filmmaking, and such. So there's a strong sense of bravery, a strong yeah. sense of believing in the cause. Um, she was going up against the most powerful institution in North America. Mm-hmm. And hoping when she got to District 13, they wouldn't just kill her exactly. or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Mm-hmm. But she also, I think, gets like very in the zone of her craft as well. So I could see that being a bit Ravenclaw. Mm. It's like, I'm going to be filming someone because this is good footage and it can be used well for these purposes. Not really based off of consent or something like that, right? You know, it's like, oh, she's singing. I'm just going to tape this and, and stuff. We unfortunately don't know a ton about her. I know. I want to know more. Yeah. All right. Well, how about one more person? What about Plutarch Heavensby? Plutarch. What do you think? Yeah, he's he's a really interesting one because he's certainly ambitious. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily say that's his most prevailing characteristic because he leaves the capital and he leaves a very cushy job that his ambition got him in the capital mm -hmm. um he expects a cushy job in district 13 and and you know whatever comes next but the reason he does that is clearly not just his ambition but mm -hmm. instead what he sees as what's right yeah but is it what's right on a kind of heart level which i think of for gryffindors or is it more like a mind level for potentially ravenclaws because he's also not super bothered with the idea maybe it'll stick this time maybe it won't and things will be worse or things will happen again or will just devolve completely into anarchy and, you know, mm -hmm. he he seems a bit theoretical in a lot of senses and he helps, like, set up the new government, I think. That's a really good point, yeah. Yeah, I, I can really see him as Ravenclaw. I mean, also, he put together the clock map. It sounds like someone was a DM for his Dungeons and Dragons group. <laughs> Is that his game of choice? <laughs> <laughs> Plutarch Heavensby, <laughs> the dungeon master. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, he might be Ravenclaw. Okay, I, I can see that. Like, I could totally see him sitting there, weighing the likelihood of getting caught. You know, like, how likely am I going to get tortured and killed? Oh, it was fifty-one percent not likely. We'll go with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that that is going to wrap up this sorting chat. Thank you all so much for listening to this special episode of Geek Between the Lines. Next week, we'll be back to our regular rotation. But for now, you can find links to our social media or our website in the episode description. Or you can join us at Patreon at patreon.com slash geekbetweenthelines if you want to become a supporter of the podcast. We want to thank Kimberly Taylor Pastellet for designing our logo. You can find her designs at lacelet.com or search for lacelet on Facebook or Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Until then, geek, geek out! out.